Are there any um, Yankees fans out there? Um, uh, sorry. Maybe you're like me, and this year um, perhaps shamefully got caught praying to the baseball gods for a more favorable outcome for our beloved Yankees this year. I know that uh, I have fallen into this trap and of, of wishing for more favorable outcomes, praying to lesser gods, perhaps. We have an important, valuable lesson from the book of Joshua today. Now revere God. Put away all other gods. Serve the God of Israel. Or if you're not willing to, you can choose today who else you will serve. You have a choice. It can often feel hard to follow God, to choose God, to revere God, to serve God, especially at moments in our lives when God can feel so distant, so silent. There's so many temptations around us to serve lesser gods, like the gods of baseball. There's so many forces around us that can influence us. There's so much happening that can make us feel like we either have to do everything or we feel like we can't do anything at all. We can fall into these traps of thinking that one alone can, can clearly identify and solve all the problems of the world with just a wriggle of the nose. Or we can fall into the trap of thinking that one's work is so insignificant we might as well just get comfortable with the little life that we have, where we are, as it is, and just let everything play out. Someone else will take care of it. God's got it. God will wave God's hand and work some kind of a miracle. In the book of Joshua, now we have in the Bible, it tells the story of the people, Israel, coming into and settling in this promised land, this land that God had promised them. The book of Joshua recaps this history of the people, Israel, reminding them of the ways that God was their strength, their refuge, their very present help in a time of trouble. Joshua reminds them of the covenant God made with Abraham to take him into a new land and make him the father of many nations. Joshua reminds them of the covenant made with Moses to lead God's people out of bondage and slavery into a land of freedom, that land of milk and honey. Joshua reminds the people of Israel of God's great power in all the things God did and is doing. The passage we hear today comes from the very end of the book of Joshua, where Joshua, advanced in age, looks back at his life and the life of the people Israel, the life thus far, and reflects on all that God has done and all that God promises to continue to do. Even after crossing the Jordan and settling in this land, Joshua reminds them that settling here is not enough. Not quite. In his sort of farewell speech, the portion of which we hear today, he reminds the people that it's not 
enough to just settle and live. Joshua reminds the people that they have a choice. They must make a choice. Serve the God of Israel or serve other gods. Life simply isn't without God or gods. Joshua says you can choose to serve God. It's up to you if you want. Or you can choose to serve these gods beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites, the people that are also in this land. People say, oh, Joshua, of course, of course we're going to serve God. God did so much for us. Joshua's like, ah, come on, guys. I don't think you will. You can't serve God because God is holy and jealous. God won't forgive you of your transgressions and sins. God will turn and deal harshly with you and make an end of you after having been gracious to you. But how, after remembering all that God did for them, could they choose to serve any other or lesser God? People say, no, really, Joshua, come on. We'll serve God and only God. You promise? You hear each other, right? You're witnessing each other. And the people say, yes, of course. All right, then. Direct your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. And the people said, we will serve none other. We will obey none other. Joshua recorded it and made a stone witness to mark the occasion and the place. We as Christians live a life based on this fundamental reality that we share, that there is a God in whom we live and move and have our being. A God that created heaven and earth, all that is, visible and invisible. We found our reality in the fact that there is something greater than us from which all things come and to which all things are called. And we make the choice every day and perhaps every little moment of the day to serve our God, the one God of all gods. We have a choice to love God, to serve God, or to serve lesser gods. We choose God. Well, Father Joseph, how exactly does one serve God? Jesus even summarizes it's love God and love your neighbor. But how do we go about doing this? The last two days, I and two of our delegates went to Diocesan Convention, an annual sort of business meeting of our church. But one of the great things that I've found about my experiences at Diocesan Convention is seeing all the ministries, highlighting some of the great ministries, the work that people are doing across our diocese to serve God and love the neighbor. Like a garden at St. Francis in Belmore, a space that connects people not only to God's green earth, but also to each other as they tend the soil and as they feed people through the local food pantry with the bounty of God's gifts. Or even not far from here, at St. Anne and the Holy Trinity, 
with their food pantry, born in June of 2020, as they rescue food and distribute them every single week over the last two and a half years. Started when food insecurity was thrust in our faces in this pandemic, even in neighborhoods like Brooklyn Heights. Of course, to serve God and to love our neighbors is not just about the physical hungers, but it's also about the real needs tackled day in and day out through the ministries of the church. Perhaps even less tangible needs, like resettling a refugee family, as many of you have done with the work of Brooklyn Neighbors for Refugees, or some of the enduring work of the racial justice initiative that we have here at All Saints, co-laboring with God to do the anti-racist work, to see God's kingdom come and God's will be done for all of God's beloved children. To me, that is the freedom that we hear about when we talk about serving and loving God, this freedom to live into love that can take us into so many ways and have so many different expressions. That is the yoke of Christ that Jesus talks about, that easy yoke, that light burden to carry, this freedom. What a wonderful reminder for me to be able to think about all these ministries and to look out here from this vantage point and think about all of the ways that you are serving God and choosing God. You make that choice simply by coming to worship, to offer the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Just as Joshua and the people of Israel remembered as Shechem all of God's saving works, that liberation from the hands of the oppressors and liberation from them themselves, so do we come to our witness and our monument again and again to make our vows, to remember our vows, and to carry on as the people of God. You make that choice to choose God, to serve God, through things like the worship ministries that we have here every Sunday morning. You're volunteering with Sunday school. Time spent engaging with the Bible and formation, Christian fellowship and building up the body of Christ, serving in leadership positions throughout the church. You are making that choice to serve God, to leave behind lesser gods that we see out there every day in our lives. Every time you make the choice to give your time and your talent and your treasure to God. I don't think I have to remind you, friends, then to choose God and to put away other gods and to love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Revere God and serve God. Love God. Amen.